Now, we are on a series entitled, The Church That Pleases God. Right? And when I came up here to preach the last time, I challenged all of us that the church is not a building. The church is not an organization. The church is actually composed of you. You make the body of Christ. We are the church. The Bible teaches us that Christ is the head and we are individually members of his body, which is the church. Therefore, we are the church. Last week, Pastor Danny shared with us a very challenging message. He asked us, are we the church that God blesses? It is one thing to be the church, a gathering of believers in Christ, but it is another thing to be the church that God blesses. Do you know of churches whom in your opinion and perhaps in others' opinions that there is no longer any blessing in that church? That instead of being an organism that grows up into Christ, it is actually beginning to die. So we were challenged. Pastor Danny shared with us, to be the church that God blesses, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit through prayer. And we announced last week that instead of having our GLC class after lunch, we'll have a time of prayer. So are you looking forward to that? Are you looking forward to how God will answer your prayers? Let's be excited. Secondly, that we should have a bold, single-minded message. What is that message? That Christ is the Savior of the world. That we must come to faith in Christ, and those who have come to faith in Christ must be in discipleship so that they will become more and more like Christ Jesus. Third, that we should be sacrificially loving towards one another. Not only those who love us back, but we should be loving even towards those who don't love us back. Those who actually persecute us. Bible tells us that we should even pray for them. Fourth, that we must be global. With a global, global mindset, but with a lo local impact. Impact your home. Impact your community, impact your society, and even if God wills to send you outward into the world to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. Fifth, that we must graciously allow every gift in the body, my mistake, my grammar, to be used. To be used. So God has brought His people to be part of His body. And God has individually gifted each and every one of us. So we must allow the freedom of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and our individual abilities to be used in the context of God's church, our family, our spiritual family. And six, to grow exponentially with new life trajectories. Pastor Danny showed us the trajectory of a life of someone who is born into Christ versus the trajectory of a life of someone who has not come to faith in Jesus. 
So the challenge is that we should have a trajectory going up to be more and more like Christ each and every day. And we were asked, we were challenged last Sunday that if we do this by the grace and power of God, that we can be a happy church. Maybe somebody, one of you who, who is gifted, you know how to paint. Maybe you should go up the steeple and paint. I don't know, however, that the other church who comes and follows after us, we like it or not. So let us practice self-control and not do it. So that we live in peace with the other church that follows at 2 o'clock. Alright? Now, for us to be a happy and healthy church, for us to be single-minded, right? We found it upon all of us almost every Sunday. That we must fulfill the great commission that we have right here behind us. And we share it with us so that we do not lose sight. We, we do not miss the point of why we are doing what we are doing. And Jesus Christ commands us when he said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yes! Yes, Kayla, that is correct. Even Kayla agrees. That we must have one singular purpose, which is to go and make disciples unto all nations. And not only to teach them the Word of God, but to teach them to obey the Word of God. And if we do this, if we obey the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, then He has assured us of His presence. And if Jesus, the Lord Himself, is with you, will you succeed? One half person only agrees. Kasi, ang sagot, ganun lang eh. If God is with you, will you succeed? Yun, lakas ni Pastor Danny. Diba? Yes. Look at the assurance. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So for the church to continue to be healthy, to continue to be happy, to continue to be blessed, we must be the church that will continue to make disciples like those who have gone before us. The first generation of Christians, the 12 apostles, the 12 disciples, fulfilled this singular purpose. At the day of Pentecost, they went out from the upper room, they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and they, they began to teach and preach in other tongues as the people understood them in their own native tongue. And when the disciples and apostles were asked, what's going on? All they did was share about who Jesus Christ is. This Jesus whom you nailed to, to the cross was buried but then he rose again. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. That's what they did. And those who came to faith, they discipled. They met from house to house. They spent time in prayer and breaking of bread and fellowship. 
So tama pala, sabi nga ni Peter, tama pala yung ginagawa natin, pastor. Kain tayo ng kain. Sa mga small group meetings natin, we always have food. Why? Breaking of bread, pastor. Yun lang, sa CCF, hindi lang bread. Bread, pansit, kanin, crispy pata, tilapia, lechon. ba? Na hindi dumating. Pwede ba i-share, kapatid? Kahapon dapat may lechon. Dahil may party may lechon, morder. Tipipick upin na. Nakalagay sa resibo, November 2. Pagdating doon sa tindahan, asa yung lechon namin? Ay, November 3 ho nandito. Eh, ito resibo, November 2. Aba, hindi pwede yan. Sir, bibigyan na lang ka namin ng isang train na crispy pata, isang train na lechong kawali, tsaka hipon. Ito po yung deposit ninyo. Di kumita pa, kapatid. Gali, how can you outgive God? Right? How can you outgive God? Brother, I praise God for you that you maintained your witness for the Lord and God bless you. Dumami pa lalo yung pagkain. Kita mo? We must be single-minded. Yeah, uh, my brother could have reacted violently. Ah, demanda kayo. Alam mo sa Amerika dito, ganun lang. Pero hindi. Bakit? I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I must represent Christ well. Because the people in the first generation church, they found favor with the rest of the people which allowed them to be able to share about Jesus Christ because they built good relationships with the people around them. But all of this discipleship, ano ba talaga discipleship? What is it? What is it? So, what is discipleship? Discipleship is the process of bringing people to Jesus Christ, building them up in the faith towards Christ-likeness for the purpose of spiritual multiplication which results in the glory of God. So it is a process. Is discipleship found in the Bible? Is the word discipleship found in the Bible? No. What you find is disciple. But the process of discipleship you can find in Romans 8, 29. For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be firstborn among many brethren. Here we see the verb of disciple, discipleship, to be conformed, to look like Jesus Christ. So it is a process. It's a process. But discipleship is not alone. Discipleship has a twin. And those of you maybe perhaps even fear these two letters. When you see those two letters, what comes into your mind? Ah? Ah? Oh, district attorney, mga abogado. Yung iba, ano? Peter, ang laki ng tawa mo. Ano ibig sabihin niyan? Pastor, yung mga disciple ko mukhang sabit. 
palibasa yan ang kanyang tag name sa Facebook na DA the Junior. Ano DA? Some of you. But for others, that is scary. Not even direct accountability. Disciplinary action. Right? Uy, tawag ka sa office ni boss. Bakit? DA ka. Oh, an- ha? May disciplinary action? So, we, we are afraid. Right? We are afraid. Unless it is explained to us, our knee-jerk reaction is something to be afraid of. But you see, discipleship, as I shared with us, has a twin. It is called accountability. Discipleship without accountability will not work. Accountability without discipleship will not work either. They must go hand in hand. If I gave you a $100 bill, and at the back of the $100 bill, ang puwirma si Noynoy Aquino, tatanggapin mo? $100 bill yun ah! Bakit hindi mo tatanggapin? Fake. Kulang yung kabilang side. So, when we talk of discipleship, we must put in our minds and in our hearts that there is accountability that goes with it. We cannot have one without the other. For discipleship to be effective in our lives, there must be accountability. What is accountability? Dictionary. Accountability, the quality or state of being accountable, especially an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. Do you think that our Philippine government is beginning to become a government of accountability? Why do you say so? Because people in government who are stealing. Ano sabi mo? Ah, uh, ang dinig ko kasi, kasi si, t- si Sister Tess mahilig magluto. They run after the cook. The crook pala. Okay. So they run after the crook. And what do they do with the crooks? They prosecute them and if need be they put them in jail dati when the government in the philippines was not into accountability what happens they just leave the country right they just exit and nothing happens and before you know it before you know it the crooks are themselves back into power correct but now what is happening? Praise God. <laughs> they are under house arrest. At least they are being prosecuted and something's going on. Because why? Now there is beginning to have a sense of accountability. But, Pastor, does the Bible really teach that there must be an accountability? Let's see. Let's read this. For we, let us, okay, let me translate. Lahat po tayo, basahin natin ito. Kasi let us, hindi natin maintindihan eh. Let's all read this. For we, 
is their accountability. Who is going to appear before God? All of us. One by one. All of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ to be recompensed, to be paid back, to be rewarded for the things that we have done in the body, whether good or bad. So there is going to be an accounting. Same idea, Romans 14 verse 12. So then each one, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. I'm going to give an account of myself to God. I'm not going to give an account of my wife. I'm not going to give an account of my children. I am going to give an account for myself to God. And this is one on one. This is one on one. How about this one? In the parable of the talents, Matthew 25, 19. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts. He gave one, he gave another, he gave a third. After the time, he came back. For what purpose? To settle accounts. What did you do with the money I entrusted to you? How about this one? Yes. Matthew 12, 36, 37. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it on the day of judgment. Careless word. Imagine. Even a careless word, you and I will be held to account. You mean words carry that much weight? Look at the next verse. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. I say a lot of careless words. And I've shared it with you before. I asked permission from my son. One time we were going to Green Hills. We were going We were going to have lunch. And then, you know me, I joke a lot. But sometimes my jokes go overboard. So I told Timmy, Uy, you cannot eat here. Sabi niya, bakit dad? No pets allowed. <laughs> Careless word. Did I pay for it? Yes. Because of my careless word, my son and I got into a fight. Who wins? Nobody wins. Everybody loses. Why? For a single careless statement. No pets allowed. Every time I go to the Sprint store in Whittier, where I have my cell phone account, I'm reminded. Because right there in front of the door, no pets allowed. 
I'm serious. Every time I go in, I'm reminded of that negative, bad incident between me and Timmy. My, my, my daughter was there. Lynette was there. I don't recall if Lawrence was there. But the meal was lousy because of the atmosphere. You see, there is accountability splattered all over the Bible. But we are afraid of it. We run away from it. We disdain it. We hate it. And we stand up to it. Ne! Why will you hold me to account on that? My brothers, I have good news for you. My message for us this morning is this. My message this morning is very simple. Blessing of accountability. So every time you see that logo, just like me, every time I see that sign, no pets allowed, every time you see that logo, let it remind you, I have the blessing of accountability. I have a blessing. Unless you and I understand, appreciate, and embrace that accountability is a blessing, we will run away from it. We will hate it. We will not like to be in a discipleship and accountability relationship. That's our nature. So what shall we discuss this morning in honor of the reading of God's Word? Can I invite you to please stand? And let us all read Galatians chapter 6. Just six verses, beginning with verse 1. Let's read. Brethren, Bear one another's burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he's, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work. And with the one who teaches him. Father God, we just want to thank you for your word. Let us hear your word, Lord God. Let us appreciate it. Let us understand it. And above all, Father, let us obey it. We ask for your Holy Spirit's filling in all of our hearts this morning and even in this place, Lord God. May we listen to you. May we hear you. May we obey you in humility. Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Let's all be You, please be seated. I just have three sub-points. Using this passage, to bring home the message of the blessing of accountability. First, we must pick him up. Second, we must hold him up. And lastly, we must build him up. In those six verses, we will see accountability at work. And that we should take this to heart as our personal responsibility as Christians. Look at verse 1. 
Brethren, even if even if some if anyone is caught in any trespass. What is your responsibility and my responsibility? Our responsibility is to pick him up. To whom is this passage addressed? Brethren. When you and I see the word brethren, it means those of us who belong to the family of God. Have you ever tried to discipline the child of your neighbor? Man, I'm 911 ka. Correct? Why? You don't have relationship with your neighbor. Especially the, the child of your neighbor. But who should you disciple? Who should you discipline? Your own children. Correct? So this is addressed to the believers in Christ. The brethren. Sino yun? Oh, si mami lang. Tayo, pero isa lang sumagot. Who is the brethren? All of us. All of us are responsible. Brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, the word caught, pro lambano, implies that the person was actually seen committing the trespass, committing the sin. But what do we do? Ikaw nakakita. You saw a fellow member of CCFLA, your brother, your sister in Christ. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. Wala. Wala kayo reaction. Yan talaga nangyayari. Nakita mo. Okay? Di bali na. You know what I'm doing? Sweep it under the rug. Or some? Pastor, nakita ko si Kwan. Ganito, ganito, ganito. Kailangan kausapin nyo. Correct? I have shared with you many times as the head of the CCF Music Ministry for eight years, I have hundreds of people under me and they come, Pastor, I have an issue with so-and-so. Up! Have you gone to so-and-so? Hindi kasi, Pastor, ito, up! Do not tell me anything. I do not want to know any information, details, or otherwise until and unless you have gone to the person whom, in your estimation, has sinned against you. Is that not what the Bible is telling us? Brother, if you catch someone red-handed committing sin against God, that's the context. So whose responsibility is it? Lumalakas na. I hope by the time na matapos to, ah, yeah, na. We're getting there. Yon! Anyway, this is our responsibility. And what is our responsibility? Remember, brethren, if anyone, any brother in Christ, is caught in, a, in any trespass, eto ang kadugtong, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. 
each one looking to yourself so that you will not be tempted. So what is the condition? What is the requirement that you should go to your sinning, falling brother or sister? You yourself should be spiritual. You yourself should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then you can continue down the line to restore this brother with a spirit of gentleness. And why do I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to restore my sinning brother in the spirit of gentleness? Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So if I'm not spiritual and I go to try to correct my brother or point out the sin of my brother, if I'm not careful, instead of being spiritual, instead of being gentle, I could be judgmental and pointed and hurtful and destroy the relationship because of my own sin of not being spiritual. If I see my brother or my sister, I should make sure before I go, knowing that I have the responsibility to do this before God, I should make sure, Lord, what is my motive? Baka ang motive ko, patay ka. Dati ako inaccountable mo, ha? Now the shoe is on the other foot. Hadi ka rito. Is that the spirit of gentleness? Look, the purpose is for restoration. In the spirit of gentleness. We want to address the sin. We do not want to kill the sinner. But many times, ganun eh. Bro, may napansin ako sa'yo. Sino ngayon? <laughs> Yun pala. Binanatan mo na. Bro, pwede ka bang makausap? Ano yung pa? Sino ngalik? Spirit of gentleness, how can we restore them? Remember, the very essence of discipleship and accountability is to make them conform to the image of Christ. Would Christ do that? Do you know of any passage of scripture, especially that famous one, when they were going to stone the adulterous woman? Ganun ba ginawa ni Jesus Christ? She restored her. I do not condemn you. Where are they that condemn you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Do you think that adulterous woman continued in adultery? No. She was restored. Because the Lord God, the Lord Jesus Christ, showed her mercy, showed her compassion, showed her gentleness. Friends, it is your responsibility and mine. That's why God put you there. Bakit ako pinakita ni God dito? Dahil God wants you to be the one to go and reprove and restore your brother or sister in a spirit of gentleness. Let, sabi nung iba, trabaho lang ng pastor yan. 
Sabi namang bang pastor, Aba, why are you holding me accountable? Do you not know that I am the pastor here? Look at what James says. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such, we will incur a stricter judgment. In some churches, you will not be able to hold your pastors accountable. In CCF, you are free to hold us accountable. I know of a church that because of the lack of accountability, this is a church of approximately 3,000 here in America, which is already considered by standards a mega church. Okay? How could the senior pastor step down because his immorality was discovered? Yet they say that they're into discipleship and accountability. The second time I visited the church, the new senior pastor spoke with me. He wanted me to help him out with their music ministry. So that was the mindset of my going to their church. But then before we even talked about it, he said, I have a problem. I said, why? Do you know my pastor of the Hispanic ministry? Yes. A woman just talked to me this morning. They've been having an illicit affair for the past two years. My friends, discipleship without accountability is not going to work. How can you go before God's people and teach God's people and preach God's word but you're living a double life in front of the pulpit, you are one person. At home, you are another person. That won't work. You have to be who you are when the lights are on and when the lights are off. When you're in the home and outside of the home. When you're in the pulpit or when you're driving your car. No one, absolutely no one is above the accountability of God's word. No one. I will say it that you are free to call my attention if what you think I am doing is against God's word. Please tell me. Tell the other pastors. Tell your leaders. Because no one should be above accountability. Verse 2. After we pick him up, we hold him up. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Many times, we like the responsibility of pointing out the sin of our brother or sister. Pare, alam mo, mali ka. Mali ang ginagawa mo. Kasalanan niya niya. Magsisi ka. Goodbye. Where's the discipleship there? Ang gusto mo la, polis ka lang. If you are given the chance by God to see your brother or sister doing this or that, then you go. You go to that sinning brother or sister and hold this sister or brother accountable to the Word of God. And then, because the person has fallen into sin, you just don't leave them in the dumps. You pick them up. 
But because they are broken because of their sin, you have to hold them up. Look at that word, burden. The word is baros. It refers to a heavy load that are too difficult to, to lift and to carry alone. Hindi niya nga kaya eh. Hindi niya kaya na dapasya. The person fell. You just don't put him up and then let him go. Mahuhulog yun. Have you ever taught somebody to ride the bicycle for the first time? O akyat. O pedal anak ha? O tulak. Oh, hello, nine, hello, 911. Yes, may na disgrasya dito. Bakit? Hindi mo inakay. You did not hold him up. You did not wait for the person to be able to acclimatize himself or herself to the bicycle. Same thing. The person fell in his or her walk. He needs your help. God put you in that situation. Point out the sin. Pick the person up. Okay. Alalayan natin. Because look at the word. It, the weight, the burden is too heavy. It cannot be lifted or carried alone. It cannot be lifted or carried alone. That's why that person needs you. Remember, the qualification is you yourself are spiritual so that you will not be tempted. Because, ang dating mo, kung hindi ka spiritual, bakit ka ganyan? E, mo nga ako, ganito, ganyan, ganyan. Ba't hindi ka tumulad sa akin? Patay! Eko nadadapa din. I stumble and fall too. I make mistakes too. Ask my D-group how many times I've apologized to them. Sorry ha, I did not know that I came on too strong. Will you please forgive me? Subukan nyo sa ibang church yan. I'm not, I'm not lifting up CCF. I want to lift up the concept, the principle that God has given us. That we are accountable to God and we are accountable to each other. But many churches fear this when in fact they must embrace this. This refers to heavy loads that are difficult to carry. The second responsibility is after you pick him up, you hold him up. Just don't drop him, sabi nga nila, like a hot potato. You hold him up. He has fallen and he cannot handle it by himself. God puts you in those situations so that you not only pick him up, but you are able to hold him up to restore him to his walk in Christ. Verse 3, still on holding him up. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. We can be deceived. Akin na, akin na, akong bahala dyan. Alam ko ito eh. Diba? Akin na, akong magre-restore niyan kasi eh, experience ako dyan eh. Dami ko na na-restore dyan, akong bahala dyan. Sino? Who are you relying on? Yourself. And when you rely on yourself, I submit to you, you're no longer spiritual. You're carnal. You're now prideful. And how will you, being that type of Christian, will be able to, he to help this brother back to his or her walk? Impossible. Kaya sabi niya, if anyone thinks he is something when he is really nothing, he deceives himself. Even Paul wrote about it. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace toward me did not prove in vain. But I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but by the grace of God with me. 
Let's not forget the major and most important component. The grace of God. If not for the grace of God, number one, hindi ako masisave. If not for the grace of God, God will not put me in that situation to help my brother, help my sister, walk as Christ. Verse 4, instead of thinking of ourselves too highly of ourselves, let each man examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. Dokimatsu, to approve after testing. What is my motive to go to my brother? What is my motive to go to my sister? Didiin ko lang ba to? Or is my motive to help this fallen brethren of mine back to a victorious Christian walk in Christ? Examine myself. God does not desire that we compare ourselves to others and vice versa. The purpose of discipleship and accountability is to conform each other to Christ. I do not want to conform my D-group members to me. I don't want myself to conform to me because I know all of my deficiencies. I know all of my sins. I know all of my shortcomings. So I should conform the people that God has given to me to Christ. And I have God's word as a basis of how a brethren, a brother and sister should act in Christ. That's why Paul writes in Romans 14, Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or stumbling block in a brother's way. I should be able to encourage my brother instead of putting a block or a hindrance. Now, how do I do that? I better check. I better examine myself. Why? Because if I'm not careful, I will be judgmental. Now, the word judgmental is very often misused. Napaka-judgmental mo naman, pastor. The Bible, when it says, this is a sin, and you call it a sin, according to the Bible, is that being judgmental? No. Oh, bakit ito lang? Is that being judgmental? No. Ito pa rin. <laughs> Hindi mahuli yung 100%. When the Bible says that this is sin, I'm not being judgmental. The, ju the Bible has made a judgment on that action. Yes? Pati si Eliza, nag-yayas. Ma, but then, pupunta tayo, we will go to our brother. In our personal estimation, nagkakasala ito. Hindi nagiging judgmental ka na. Right? But when the Bible declares that such an action is sin, the, judge, the, the judgment has already been set forth. Yes? It's not being judgmental to say, Pare, hindi katotohanan yung sinabi mo. Napaka-judgmental mo naman. 
May sabi ko lang naman, pogi ako. Yan ang nga sinasabi ko sa'yo eh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Examine yourself. Because you're not only to pick him up, you're supposed to hold him up. To allow him to help him or her to get back to walking right with God. Still on the topic. Look at 2 Corinthians. For we are not to bold to class or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves but when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves they are without understanding what's going on they're compare bakit hindi ka tumulad sa kanya tapos ikaw hindi ka tumulad sa kanya don't compare yourself to other christians compare yourself to christ Hold the person accountable for his or her actions as Christ. Not as, well, sa akin ganito, sa akin ganun. Kasi subjective yun eh. Pag maganda timpla ko, iba. Pag wala ako sa mood, iba. Yes? But if the standard is there, and the standard is Christ, then we can bring them to accountability to Christ-likeness. Hindi insong-likeness. Okay? Christ-likeness. Kaya nga sabi niya, oh, ano sabi ni Paul? Be imitators of me. Oh, pastor, akala ko ba? Do not compare. No, no, no. He's not yet finished. He said, be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. So when you're imitating Paul, who is imitating Christ, who are you actually imitating? Christ. Problema if Paul said, imitate me. Si Paul ba nagalit? Yes. Nagkahiwalay din siya ng isang niyang kasama. O pastor, sabi, imitate Christ. Iwanan na kita, ha? Kasi sabi ni Paul, eh, umintang ulo, umalis. No. Sabi ni Paul, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Therefore, if that is the command to us, at the end of the day, the bottom line is, we should be imitating, we should be following Christ. And the purpose of discipleship and accountability is for each and every one of us to be conformed to the image of Christ, not to my image or my concept of who you are and what you should be in Christ. My role is to disciple you to become more like Christ. To point you to Christ, not to me. As a leader, my role is to let you depend on Christ, not on me. Are, am I getting through? To be conformed to the image of Christ. So I have the responsibility to pick him up. I have the responsibility to hold him up so that he or she begins to walk as a follower of Jesus Christ again. And finally, I am to hold him up. To hold him up, each one will bear his own load. The word burden and load are two different things. The word burden is baros, which is too heavy to carry alone. The word load is forsion which refers to anything that is carried and has no connotation of difficulty. I cannot turn my back on my own personal responsibility. Ah, kasi, Pastor, tinutulungan ko itong isa. Eh. 
So, hindi ko muna kinakausap ang asawa ko kasi galit ako sa kanya eh. So, ito muna ay naasikaso ko. Get it? Just because I'm helping restore a brother who cannot carry the load by himself does not mean that I'm given the right to turn back, to turn my back on my own responsibilities to my own walk. Understand? Lastly, after I pick him up, I hold him up, I should build him up. I should build him up. Then the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. He is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. The word share, koinoneo, means fellowship. In other words, when you are able to pick a brother up, when you are able to hold this brother up, when he's back walking the walk, and talking the talk, there begins to develop a bond, a fellowship with this person. You begin to share. The idea is not one party providing or serving for the other, but both parties sharing together. The idea is this brother has been restored and you're now encouraging one another. Whereas before, you're the one helping the brother and encouraging the brother and he's repented and he's standing up. Now he's walking. Now he's talking like Christ. Now begins a deep and meaningful fellowship. You're now exchanging encouragements with each other. Just like Hebrews 23. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate one another on one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day nearing. The word stimulate means to provoke, to think, how can I encourage my brother? How can I encourage my sister. Many times the word provoke has a negative connotation, right? Don't provoke me. Galit. But the positive side of that word is how? Let me think. Let me be intentional. How can I provoke my brother and sister on towards love and good deeds to be more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ? See the difference? He's now walking. You build him up. Establish fellowship. There begins to become a, a deeper exchange. You're building yourselves into each other's lives. And this is just one of the benefits. The blessing of accountability. That you're being able to develop deep relationship, deep fellowship. How about this one? Another blessing. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Oh. And then we don't like to win over our brother back to the Lord. For him to, to know the error of his ways. That we might restore him in the spirit of love and gentleness. That we win him back. Some of them don't listen. But if he doesn't listen, take two or more witnesses with you 
so that by the mount of two or three witness, every fact may be confirmed. Ayaw makinig. Dala ka ng ebidensya. Testigo ba? Witnesses. Ayaw pa rin makinig. Ayaw pa rin. Oh, ang gagawin. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Sakit. I submit to you, hindi masakit. Akala lang natin yun. What do you do with Gentiles and tax collectors as child of, as a child of God? What? You see? At the end of the day, even if he listens, even if he does not listen, what should you and I do? We should still love them. We should still love them. Oy, treat him as a tax collector, treat him as a Gentile, but how would Jesus Christ treat such people? They with Jesus Christ will still love them. We who say are children of God, we should still love them. Blessing of accountability? Here. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. I would rather have people tell me. Pastor Danny tells me. He tells me often. But I appreciate because this is a faithful brother in Christ. Yung iba ang basa sa build-up, binibuild-up ka lang. Kaya mo yan, Pastor. Ang galing-galing mo. Kaya mo yan. Pero pagtalikod, Lamang kwenta talaga yun. Eh. Kunyari yan, binibuild up ko lang yan. Diba? Para iwanan niya na ako kasi ang kulit eh. Kaya mo yan, pastor! Ang galing-galing mo eh! Huwag ka makikinig dyan kasi kulit-kulit, tatawagan ka niya. Huwag bigyan yung number mo. Disciple, disciple daw ah. Faithful are the hurts of a friend. That's real friendship. Someone who will really tell you, brother, sister, mali yan. Kung ikaw, hindi ka spiritual, napaka-judgmental mo naman. Di ba? Eh, spirit of love and gentleness. You know, brother, hindi eh. Bakit mo naman nasabi yan? Sinabi sa akin ng asawa mo eh. Ah, ganun ba? See? How about this one? Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Isn't that a blessing? You're sharp. Hindi ka mapurol. Gumaganda yung walk mo. Bakit? You're being challenged. You're being encouraged. You're sharpening each other. You see, that kind of friction is a good kind of friction. Why? You sharpen each other. You sharpen each other. See, don't, we should not be afraid. We should not turn our back on accountability. We should, as a matter of fact, embrace it. We go back to that first verse. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, 
that he would be firstborn among the brethren. Discipleship and accountability is geared and directed towards us. Each and every one of us become more and more like Christ. It is not to police one another. It is to encourage one another to become more and more like Christ. Why should we begin doing this? Because, as we started, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And I shared with us earlier that this is a one-on-one -on -one encounter with God. He will ask us. He will hold us to account. And I submit for your consideration that God will ask us two things. Maybe just two things. And the first question is the most important question you will need to answer for all of your eternity. The first question would be, What did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? What did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty of your sin and mine. And forgiveness came at the cross where Jesus Christ gave us His life for your salvation and mine. So that question, the answer to that question will determine the rest of your eternity. What have you done with my Son, Jesus Christ? The second question I submit to you would be, what have you done with the life that I gave you? What have you done with the life that I gave you? I submit to you, perhaps those will be the only two questions that God would ask us. One-on-one, -on -one, face to face. What have you done with my son Jesus Christ? And what have you done with the life that I gave you? Let's bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we give your Holy Spirit to move in this place and in our hearts, will you speak to us, Lord God? And allow us, Lord, the honesty how would we answer that question what have we done with your son Jesus Christ the Bible tells us that there is no salvation except in the name of Jesus Christ for there is no name in uh, no name under heaven by which man shall be saved I can answer that question for you each and every one of us must be able to answer that question for each and every one of us will give a personal account. And I pray that the answer to that first question is that I have accepted the free gift of eternal life. I have accepted your son, Jesus Christ, to be my personal Lord and Savior. Friends, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about the person of Jesus Christ. 
what is your answer? The time to answer that question is while we are still here on earth. Because when we are face to face with God, we can't change the answer anymore. If you've not yet come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, why don't you ask Him? Perhaps say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying for all of my sins on the cross. And I invite you to come into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross in my place. Thank you for the forgiveness of all of my sins. And I pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you will make me the kind of new Christian that you want me to be. Perhaps you're here this morning if you've already done that. You are assured that Jesus Christ is living in you and He is your personal Lord and Savior. How would you answer his second question, what have you done with your life? Have you been a good steward of your finances? Have you been a good steward of the wife, the children that God has blessed you with? Have you been a good steward of your time? Have you been a good steward of everything that God has blessed you with? Only you can answer that, my friend. Only between you and God. Lord God, I thank you that discipleship has a twin. And his twin's name is accountability. Lord, thank you that I have brothers and sisters who, who can hold me to account to my personal walk with you. Thank you for these brothers and sisters, Lord God, who in love and in the spirit of gentleness point out my own faults, that I may renew, that I may change, that I be more conformed to the image of your son, Jesus. Oh Lord, it takes a lot of humility, Lord God. But your word says that even if you are opposed to the proud, that you will give grace to the humble. Humble us, Lord God, to be more and more like your Son, Jesus Christ. For it is in His name that I pray all of these things. Amen and amen. God bless you.